I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everybody, this is Jim Asker on the Billboard Chart Beat Podcast, and with me today, uh, the one and only Kane Brown, RCA recording artist, and manager Martha Earls. Hello, people. Hi, Hi Jim. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is such a great time to be doing this, the American Music Awards, the album, all the excitement. Um, Kane, first of all, just congratulations. Oh, thank you. Um, I remember sitting in a room one day a few years ago where somebody from Billboard said to check out these social numbers on Kane Brown and asking me if it was real. And um, it seems like just a short time ago. And first of all, we all said, yeah, it looks pretty real. And um, and just a short time later, got all the success that we're going to talk about. So just congratulations on a ph- phenomenal start um, and just a few years time. Thank you, man. It's so been fun. Great. So it's so great to be here with you. And Martha, this is the first time I've had an artist manager The dynamic. first time? Yes. Wow. I feel so honored, don't Jim. feel too much pressure. I feel no pressure. Martha, first of all, tell me how you guys met. I'd like the fan to be in on how you met and got together, first of all. So we met a little over three years ago. I was consulting for a company and... Kane was signed there and we hadn't I had heard his name but we hadn't met in person and he came to town he was still living in Chattanooga and um he came to town and we met and we we connected and um I said I'll help out any way I can but you know I wasn't his person he had he had another guy helping him out and then um and then then that guy ended up selling his company and things work out the way that they're always supposed to work out and Kane reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know, will you be my person and help me out with some of this stuff?" And then it was the, it was a perfect timing. It was probably September 2015, and that was right around the time that he hit the tipping point with social media mm-hmm. and really started reaching that critical mass with his social media that he built himself in Chattanooga. So, did you two get together before the he, signing with Sony? Yeah. 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 Kane, what did you see about Martha that made you think, like, I want her to steer me? Uh, she just had this positive energy about her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I just really needed somebody in that moment because everybody kind of gave up on me. And Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, Martha was just there. We have the same birthday. Yeah, that's what, what it what was. Day is the that? same birthday. October 21st. Different different year? So, did you that say might the 21st? surprise you. Yeah, October 21st. It's my birthday. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something, though, wouldn't that it? That would be cool. Yeah. Well, it's awesome you guys have the same birthday. Yeah. So that was an immediate connection, right. right? Yeah. And Martha, you kind of came to town. I came up through publishing. So I came up um, working at Warner and then at BMG and working with artists there. And so it's crazy. Like Jason Aldean, and we always talk about this because Kane's gone out on the road with Jason in the past and is going to go out with him again next year. And Jason and I always, it's, I, I'm sure it annoys everybody because we always start talking about the old days, right? Like, we're like, remember when? Because Jason was the brand new developmental like artist. What was the publishing at company? At Warner Chapel. Okay. So the, the big Warner publishing company. Okay. And I was the intern and we're the same age. And so it's like, I got to come up in the industry with artists like Jason, Little Big Town, a few others like that, Jake Owen. And, um, and even though I sort of came up through publishing, so I have a, an affinity for songs and songwriters, I always love like songwriter artists. And Kane's such a great songwriter artist that um, I think maybe that was part of, part of what really attracted me when we first met, like, wow, he's so much talent. Mm. And that's what struck you right away. Did, was so. it scary wanting to manage someone? No, I mean, I had managed other artists in the past. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, no, not no, not at all. Because I think you just, you. Um, I think with Kane, you know, he's so unique that it was easy to see he had such a compelling was there path. A, did you have a fan following by then? You said yeah. people were giving yeah. up on it. You, you had a good sized fan base, though. Mm -hmm. You were already like packing clubs and stuff, right? Yeah, it was crazy because it was literally like I told uh, the people we were working with that I couldn't get a hold of anybody. And I was like, okay, well, I have this thing where if you give up on me, don't try and come back. So mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to blow up. I literally said that. I know it sounds super cocky, but I was I was just so mad. I was like, I'm going to blow up and I don't want you to try and come back. Wow. And literally the next week um, I wrote a song called You Still Love You Sober. And I posted it on Facebook, um, and it just it went viral for me. And I know. those managers tried to come back, and I was like, "Nah, you know the only reason, the only way I'll keep being even in y'all's vicinity if is if Martha becomes my manager." Did your um, way of growing up, you think, um, instill that in you that loyalty factor? Yeah, I, I, the loyalty thing came with me just growing up um, with my mom and uh, just my friends. You know, my friends are the same way. All my friends are loyal to me. I'm loyal to them. And there, there's been a lot said about um, you growing up that a lot of fans know. But, you know, we're going to be talking to some people who don't know. So I just want to run through it really quick. And um, congratulations, by the way, you're on the cover of Billboard magazine, which is yeah, just awesome. huge for this point of your career. Yeah. Um, and hats off to your team and your camp. Um, you've, you've definitely brought the goods to the table, but it's also a, um, a big boat. A lot of people want to be on the cover and you got it. And congratulations. I hope Thank you were you. happy with the story. I thought it was great. Oh yeah. I was super thrilled with the story. So tell us just quickly, you grew up in Georgia. Yeah. I grew up in Georgia on a dairy farm. Um, single mom two brothers uh lived in a trailer didn't really have that much money uh went through child abuse um found out 
that I was biracial when I turned like seven years old because mm-hmm. uh, my whole family was white. So I never met my dad's side of the family. How long back do your memories go? Uh, they go back pretty far. Before um, seven? Yeah. Wow. Like, I remember a lot of things, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I went through child abuse. and um, I'm sorry to hear that, but. Um, yeah, it's fine. It made me stronger for today. You, know? you seem like a strong guy. Yeah, I'm pretty quiet, but I, I just observe a lot. You're quiet, but you got that twinkle in your eye. Like, you know, there's a lot behind that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it comes out on stage. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, and and you're phenomenal on stage. Um, and how long have you been writing songs? Uh, I'll say three years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and being biracial, you're, you're in a small group of people in this field. Martha, not many, right? No, not many. And, and I think that... Um, in country, I'm talking about specifically. No, no, not many in country. Absolutely not many in country. And I think that, um, you know, one thing that I always say about Kane is that he's such... He's a country singer, if you listen to his voice, but he's a cultural crossover. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really important for our format. For right now, in 2018, it's 2018. And I think that the fan that Kane brings to the format and the acceptance, I think that that's a really important thing. There's a song on this new project, Experiment, the new album, congratulations. Thank you. Your sophomore album, Good As You. I just heard it a few days ago for the first time. And I love it. It sounds like an old Al Green record to me. To me, anyway, because oh, I'm older. And um, it just has that sense of soul that um, comes naturally. And um, yet it's country at the same time. And, you know, so much country music has R&B. Yeah. Um, I mean, Hank Williams Sr. Was a, was a soul singer, you know, just with a twang. Yeah. So how would you describe your music to somebody who hasn't heard it? Um, I don't know. I would say probably new, um, a little different. And, uh, you know, just uh, I have like a very baritone voice, but I feel like with this album, we did pretty good on, you know, going from different ranges and, you know, just different sounds. Uh, I showed that song Good As You to a lot of different people. And they're like, whoa, man, you're, you have a different register that I haven't heard before in the song. And It debuted um, at number one on our uh, digital song sales chart. So congratulations. Thank for that. you. Yeah. So it was just uh, it was just cool experiment on this album. Martha, how would you describe his music to somebody? You come well, home, I, I you mean, say, I just signed this guy. And <laughs> how would you describe Kane? Well, he said it best when he said, I'm Kane Brown. I mean, it is, uh, yeah, I mean, Kane's a, Kane, again, like Kane's a country artist, but he is a, a much broader reach and an honesty to his music that I think is refreshing. And I think that's a lot of what fans connect to is, um, and one of the things I admire about Kane is his willingness to be honest in his lyrics and in what he says and how he discusses and talks about his songs. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes people are afraid to do that because it takes a lot of confidence to be that vulnerable, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. And who you could trust and who you don't trust. And um, the new album is 12 songs. How many did you write? Uh, I wrote 11 of the 12. Yeah, Live Forever is the one you didn't write, correct? Yeah, I, yeah, I thought that was um, interesting that the name of the tour is the Live Forever Tour. Mm. So would that be the second single? I was kind of trying to think that out in my head last night. No, I, I think that's I think that's a song that's you know kind of just for the album. It might be a single, but that's why I love that song so much. I wanted to give it you know love. 
Mm-hmm. So it was it was just a perfect sound or a, a perfect name for the tour. I felt like that's great. Um, and 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 you're gonna have this is gonna be your first headlining tour. Yeah, starting in January. I saw that you're starting it in in Georgia. Is that near your hometown? Um, it's it's pretty close. Is that the reason why you picked it to launch the tour, or um, I was think that just a coincidence? It. Yeah, Martha, was that well? A coincidence? You know, here's the thing, Jim. Then the day before the tour, you want to rehearse all day, so it was it was really convenient to Nashville, to be honest. No, okay. it's a great it's well, a great I, market. Duluth, Georgia. Kane's from Georgia, of course. Just say you 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 know, there's a science behind it. Yeah, there's a science behind it, Jim. <laughs> and I love that you, you got is. Jimmy Allen on the tour. Oh, yeah. Who else is on the tour? Daniel Bradbury, is that right? Yep. And, and Ray Lynn? Mm-hmm. And Granger Smith? Yes, sir. How do you keep in touch with your fans? I, I, I would say I'm really good with my fans because I, I remember their faces. Um, you think they're afraid of, like, I grew up a huge Springsteen fan, and I had his second record that only sold, like, 14,000 copies back then, and he was ready to be dropped by the label. And, you know, I, I was, like, 15 or 16, and, I, you know, and he puts out these huge albums, and I, we felt like, oh, no, like, we're losing our guy. Yeah. And, you know, um, you think your fans want to keep you there, too? Um, uh, no, I think my fans want to see me succeed, and uh, they, they know I'm not going to go anywhere. Um, we have that bond. Mm-hmm. Um, just they know they got me started and they know that I will remain the same person I was before any of this happened. What about, Martha, the pressure of a second album? Um, well, I think that a lot of, um, I, th- I think a couple of things. I think that, that a lot of people put that pressure on themselves. Um, but I think in this case, honestly, I think Kane was able to actually take more time writing this album than the first album. Because the first album, it was like, you know, you sign the record deal and then you go to the radio stuff and you get thrown on tour, on tours and whatever, and you try to write an album. But with this one, I feel like, and, and I don't know, I mean, it's, you know, Kane can say that, but I feel like they were able to really write the album that they always wanted to write. So mm-hmm. a lot of people say that about their first album, but I feel like that's kind of the case with the second album, actually. I feel so, like this album so really represents So it kind of took the pressure Kane. off in a way? I think so, in a way. Yeah, I think... I mean, yeah, of course you want to try to beat what you did last time. Mm-hmm. So maybe hopefully you can sell one more than we sold last time. <laughs> the first one spent um, 12 weeks at number one on our top country albums chart. No and pressure. I'm not. <laughs> Jeez, now I'm I swear I'm not doing that. Don't blame me, Martha. I think this one's going to um, do even better. I just, you know, the fan base has grown so much that um, and you've you've had a number of hits so, and the, but the last one, I, I'm paying a compliment. I'm not putting pressure. Number five on the Billboard 200, which is just amazing um, for a first album. And I was talking with some of the folks at Billboard the other day, um, and they were, you know, talking about the the digital sales success, which has been there, the streaming success, which has been there. And they were saying, you know, radio lags behind a little bit. And I was like, no, it hasn't. Um, he said five songs on the chart, two of them are number ones, and one of them is number five right now. So three of the five, um, and the first two were kind of before everything kicked in for you too. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's really a great start at radio. So they've embraced you. Yeah, it, I see what they're saying. It, it, it was a little slow at first, but now they're they're behind me uh, with full, you know. But it, it was also, again, as I was coming into social media, and it hasn't really been done in country music. So like you were saying, they didn't know if the social mm-hmm. numbers were real or anything. So they didn't want to, you know, just, you know, throw a curveball and hope that it happened or hope and, that it worked. 
And radio is so um, research-based now. Yeah. Um, where in the old days, we would just take a song off our desk that we like, take it into the studio and say, play this. I hope that still goes on out there. I know, I, I know some great programmers that are still out there doing that. Um, and, and, but it looks like they've really embraced you to where yeah. you're really popular. Have you visited a lot of radio stations? Uh, we, we, we did a different thing. We, uh, we planned to do a radio tour, but we were touring so much mm-hmm. that uh, we ended up visiting the radio stations as we went to the cities that mm-hmm. we toured to. Um, so that honestly probably didn't help us in the long run either, or the short run either. Um, but now we, I mean, I know everybody, we've visited everybody and everybody's family and, uh, we feel like they're on our side. It is a tight little family, right? Yeah, definitely. Especially in country music. Mm -hmm. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And, you know, we were talking about this before, but we weren't on the air yet that um, the first time I met both of you was at um, the little ceremony with RCA Records where they presented, I presented you with a plaque for um, topping five charts at the same our five major charts, which if I could just name them quickly, hope I get them all right since I do the charts. <laughs> country Airplay, um, Hot Country Songs, which is a hybrid of streaming sales and airplay. Top Country Albums, Country Streaming Songs, and Country Digital Song Sales, um, which nobody had ever done in the history of the charts before. <laughs> so uh, did that hit you when it, when it happened, or was it just another thing that was rolling along in this um it was awesome um to me at first i I didn't really understand what it meant i was Mm -hmm. like okay cool and then (laughs) afterwards i actually looked at it once i i saw everything i was like oh that's crazy because we i mean for your song to go number one at the same time as all four of the other ones hardly ever happens yeah i mean it never happened well it very seldom happens with three yeah so and then four even fewer and then for five is just insane yeah it was it was crazy so caused me a lot of time researching too so (laughs) (laughs) at least we know next time if it happens if it ever happens again um because you know we we are meticulous about going back the hot country songs chart goes back to 1958 um it transitioned to a hybrid in 2012 so there are a lot of songs that um will go to number one on the radio chart for instance um, and because the hybrid chart is consumption, radio included, streaming and sales, a lot of songs won't make it to number one. Meant to be, B.B. Rexa and Florida Georgia Line, that song's been number um, one on that chart now for 48 weeks. <gasps> really? Yeah. It's still 48 weeks? Is that the longest? It's been 
meant to be in heaven mm. have been our number one and two streamers a good one. for <laughs> for a long, long time. And then what ifs is is way up there with streaming now. Yeah. Awesome. about the duet with Lauren. I love the song. I don't think they worked it to pop radio. I don't radio. think so. I think it, because it was really Kane's first hit single at Country Radio. Right, and they didn't want to. But you have to, to ask yourself, what's the message you're trying to send if you immediately run to pop with it? Plus, Heaven was such a monster that came right after it. Heaven's mm-hmm. bigger as what than What Ifs, I think. But is it true that What Ifs was not um, intended to be a duet initially? Uh, or was it? Well, I don't know. It kind of worked itself. Uh, we had it just me. Like I, I wrote it with two other our two other writers, and uh, we were like, "Well, let's just see if we had a girl as like the background vocalist." Mm-hmm. Um, so we just brought Lauren in, just because me and Lauren were talking about doing a song together, and I was like, "It only take you fifteen minutes to sing these demo vocals," um, and she came in and just made the song so much more dynamic. Uh, so we decided to keep her on it and uh i mean she made it that much bigger and for anybody who doesn't know it's such a great story and um that you two knew each other for so long um and you're still pals huh yeah um known each other since middle school your your voices martha they mesh so well together right that big baritone voice of his and her voice yeah she's such an incredible singer um yeah it's a phenomenal duet and um, I saw you guys do it at the CMA Music Fest in the stadium, and she just looked so happy to be up on that stage, and you did too. It was a great moment, wasn't it? Yeah, it was scary. Was that your first time at CMA Music Fest or second? Uh, it was first time doing the, the, the arena or the stadium, yeah. What's that like for the first time when you get up there? Uh, it was Sold scary, out you know, yeah, because there you know, there's still a lot of people out there who don't know my name or mm-hmm. know who I am. So when I got up there, I was just hoping that they knew at least heaven and what ifs. What was it like for both of you at the American Music Awards? Um, um, Martha, you first, and then <laughs> Kate. It was exciting. It was fun. It was, um, you know, it's cool because you're, you're the the AMAs are fan voted. Everyone, yeah, they're fan voted, and they're all genres, right? So you're sitting there, and there's, you know, Post Malone and. Khalid and Kane and I'm just kidding you know no but you know it's everybody and then Thomas Rhett right and then Taylor Swift who's every genre and so I think that the opportunities that have come from that and from being there and being present and being and for Kane being visible have been really good I think that the AMAs were a great way to sort of introduce him to a larger music community what was that like when when for three awards how how fantastic was that? Um, it was pretty cool because I, I, you know, I was just excited that I won that first one. Uh, and then we walked backstage and they give you the trophy and they handed me three instead of one. And we were just like, well, what are these for? And like, oh, they didn't tell you you won the other two. <laughs> um, so we were just like, we were really excited, uh, especially because that was really our, I mean, we got the CMT awards and then, but that was right. our, you know. And I remember you on stage saying, this is my very first award. Yeah. So we, we, we hadn't really won a lot. So we were, weren't expecting much. And 
Um, so when you're not expecting much and something big happens, you know, it's just a huge surprise. How happy were you for him, Martha? Oh, so Having happy. Having been on this journey with him for you know a while what, now. Do you know what we did afterwards? We went, well, we had to fly back, but we went to the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. That's how we celebrated. Seriously? Yeah, we wanted to get a chicken strip tray. We didn't We didn't fool around with just one of the meals. That's awesome. We got a full chicken strip tray. Did yeah, they let amazing. you go to the front of the line? There's always a lot of people in that drive-thru. drive-thru. <laughs> we, had a, we had a car service. It was the drive-thru. I, we were backstage <laughs> talking to Garth Brooks, and he was talking about going through the drive-thru at Captain D's or one of those places. And then Taco Bell he was talking about. He's a Taco so, Bell guy. I read that. He's a Taco. Garth Brooks is a Taco Bell guy. So you still do the drive-thrus? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> what artist did you meet at the AMAs? Who did you meet some artists who knew you who you didn't think would know you? Me and Post Malone, uh, we hung out in Nashville, so he came up to me. And we talked talked for a little bit. Um, me and Khalid got connection through the AMAs, which was awesome. I'm a huge Khalid fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I met Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, Tyra Banks took a picture with me backstage. Oh, which nice! Was sick. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, LMA. I met um, I met her through there, and uh, she just followed me on Twitter today, which I thought was awesome. Uh, huge fan of hers. And uh, after just, the interview, can you follow me so I could tell people? Yeah, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was just cool, and I was just really excited because of the all genre. So just to kind of network great, and right? talk to everybody. Yeah, that's really nice. I, I was just wondering what went through your heads that night when I, I think a lot of people were happy for you that you won. You know. Yeah, I think you've. Um, you know, when, when we start interviews for the podcast, I usually tell people that um, let's not keep it too inside, you know, too industry inside. But for you, it's uh, it's almost the opposite way. The fans knew, knew all about you first before the industry did, right? Yeah. Your fans. I mean, yeah. I mean, yes. you were we heard stories of you packing clubs way in the beginning. Um, do you still like playing small club i know you're going to go out and do arenas on this next tour right like eight to ten thousand seat places yeah and you just played 12th and porter the other night (laughs) you still like doing the the, the 12th and porter for anybody doesn't know is a tiny club i i have felt um so closed in just being at the back wall because i like to be a fly on the wall in the back yeah um and it's tiny right and packed in do you still like playing those small places? Um, it's a lot different because we, we came into the playing all the club things. And, uh, it, you know, I was learning. And then I felt like a big jump in my career was going to the arenas with all these other artists and learning what they do on stage and, you know, just the production and everything they have. And it's hard to take that back into a club. What's the favorite your favorite show of late that you've seen in a concert that just blew you away? Uh, show like that I've yeah. been to mm-hmm. something uh, just as a listener a fan that probably you're... Drake I went to Drake's mm-hmm. show and his uh, his production was crazy like he had a flying Ferrari and his floor was <laughs> uh, it was LED so his whole floor took up the whole arena wow. and it just changed and did a bunch of different stuff and it was cool are you always writing when you're on the road too? Um, no not really I did for this album I, I brought writers out almost every week and uh it's just a really tight space because mm-hmm. I'm still a new artist. So we'll be at three buses next year, but I only had two buses this year. Um, so just having people out just in your space is kind of hard. Is it hard as more and more people want to tag along to like, you know, be by yourself and just concentrate on things? Uh, yeah, it, 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 for me, it gets a little frustrating just because I'm like a homebody. Like I like to be by myself. Um, so more and more people want to come. So I, I don't ever, nobody ever sees that it bothers me, 
mm-hmm. but it's like, it puts me in a different mood. Like, I, I completely shut down then. I oh, just, really? uh, yeah, I just keep it all in. Mm. And, yeah. And Martha, do you go on the road? Um, I prefer flying to busing. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that about me. So for the next tour, will you go out to a lot of the <laughs> yeah, dates? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Of course. Absolutely. We'll go out to a lot of the dates. And I think that, um, I think being present is important and, you know, I trust, uh, I trust our team out on the road because, because the other thing is there's a lot of work that has to be done in Nashville and a lot of what needs to happen you can't do out on the road. So I have to trust Kane has an incredible team out on the road. He's a great tour manager. He's a great band. Um, who plays bad cop tour manager? <laughs> who do you think's a bad cop? Yeah, but usually everybody comes to me and, uh, I'm just like, because they're all family like everybody's basically brothers so i'm like i need to get y'all sides of the story straight and squash it <laughs> true. yeah it's true martha you don't have to play bad cop then i mean every now yeah like a five percent chance martha gets brought in you're both yeah. so nice that must be difficult at times so what oh martha can turn around <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's got a great smile though so yes um, what's your favorite song on the new record? Oh my gosh. How do you pick Rattle a Rattle a few song? off that you love. Um, let's see. I love, um, I love American Bad Dream. Remember when ninth grade was about getting late, skipping class, trying not to get caught. Now you gotta take a test in a bulletproof vest, get the debt that you might get shot. That's, in, you know, like sort of, sort of. Bigger message stuff is important to me. That's just important to me. As you get older, I think that's important. Um, I love Baby Come Back to Me because I know it's the opening of the album and it's going to be an important part of the tour. And so it excites that song excites me. Goodbye, don't do this to me. Tonight, just come back to me. Yeah, baby, come back to me. I love Homesick. Love Live Forever. I love, um, see, I'm going to name them all. Good as you. I love Lose It, too, because Lose It was what started it all for this record. Lose It was the first song that Kane wrote with Will Weatherly and Chase McGill, and it was kind of the the first, um, it was the beginnings of the album. So, yeah, I don't know. I like them all. Kane, how about you? Do you have a couple of favorites on the record? Not really. Uh, you know, my first one, I could my first album, I could have named you some favorites, but this one's... I guess Stacked up. Yeah, I guess it's because they all sound different. And, I, of course, I'm biased because I had a part. Were part there a few it. left over that you couldn't fit on the album? Um, there were not too many, um, but there, there was a couple. I wanted to ask you as a young guy, um, for me, you know, the album is still really important. When I hear people say it's a songs thing now, you know, it's not an album format anymore. And I'm talking about all genres. I'll say, no, it's, we still need cohesive albums. Yeah. Um, and you made one. So even being from this point where you would put songs out, and you still do put songs out, the, the album's still really important to you? Yeah, the album's important to me because it's, I don't know if it's, I don't know if my theory's true or not. I think it is. But it's like you, you want songs that country radio is going to play and that it sounds great on country radio. But the way the world is, you also want songs that are going to stream very well. Mm-hmm. And um, if they're on your album, then to me it's like, sometimes you want to push those boundaries because they can go outside of streaming because they won't be on country radio. So 
why should they have to sound only for country radio? You want to get them in other playlists that other people are listening to. It streams. It brings it towards your album, makes your album sell more. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically you want your country radio songs, you want your streaming songs. That's excellent. When when programmers would say to me back when I was programming, I listen to that song all the time. I love it, but I wouldn't play it. I'm like, are you kidding me? You just, it's a great song. It's a great song. Just play the thing. Um, maybe that's why I didn't. I got out of radio. <laughs> you know what I mean? But sonically, there is a sound uh, now, especially that seems to be um, on the radio more than than you know something that's just being streamed or whatever. But I, I still kind of believe that you know, a great songs, a great song, a great singles. You know, when I told you about that one song that I just loved, um, "Good as You," I think that would make a great radio single. That's what I've been trying to say. Uh, really? You and Kane Brown are aligned on that. I just want to wake up every day here in this bed. Never leave our love you left unsaid. It might take a hundred lifetimes to do. But baby, I just want to be good. Bring Randy Goodman in here. Well, well, that's what I'm about to go do a meeting with him right now. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Randy is the chairman of Sony Music Nashville. What are you guys doing for the holidays? You're going to get off the grid a little bit. He's doing the Macy's Day Parade. Yeah, you are. Yeah, isn't that cool? That's singing fantastic. good as you. So there, there you go, Jim Masker. Am I allowed to say that? All right. Congratulations. <laughs> that's Thank a you. big deal. It's going to be fun. But after that, will you get a little time to go back to Georgia and hang with the family and? Uh, I don't know. Uh, they usually come up to Nashville just because they know I travel so much. So uh, they'll come up and just spend the night at my house. Uh, I just got married. Congratulations. Was it a quiet wedding or? Uh, well, I mean, we kept it quiet. It was like 200 people there. We had some industry people. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, it got out afterwards. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And you guys are living just outside of town? Outside uh, yeah. of town, I mean outside of Nashville? Yeah. Are you in Mount Juliet? Uh, no, we're over in Franklin. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't on Juliet. Oh, yeah. That's where I live. Oh, awesome. I, I still got a house out there. It's not sold. So if you have any friends, <laughs> I might need it. <laughs> Go for it. Martha, how about you? You're going to get off the grid? No, I'm never off the grid. You're, you're checking your phone constantly, aren't you? Constantly. <laughs> it's okay, though. It's all good things. Um, I just want to wish you guys the best of luck down the road. Um, it's going to be a hectic time for you. I, I hope you enjoy it, Kane. Yeah. Um, especially the success when something hits number one, enjoy that time. Um, not that I know. I've never had a number one song, but I, I, I would think that you feel so much pressure for the next one all the time. That, But it doesn't seem like you have that, do you? Uh, not with me, just because of my fans. Uh, they know the song, whether it's a number one or not. Um but I mean, you can't you can't deny that you don't like a number one. <laughs> well, thank you so. Much. Yeah, I hope so because I'm doing oh. the charts. So, you know. Oh, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Martha. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. This has been great having yeah. you. I hope we can do it again sometime. Happy holidays to both of you. Thanks, Jim. You Congratulations too. on all the success to both of you as well. Thank you. With Martha Earls and Kane Brown, this is Jim Asker on the Billboard Chart Beat Podcast. Thank you, everyone. Cause when you do that thing right there Flipping your hair, baby, I swear I don't think you know what you're doing to me You got my heart keeps giving a beat You're not close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The way you're dancing Swaying to the music Girl, that body and how you move it Every time you cross my mind Girl, I lose it Yeah, I lose it 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.